Hello everyone, my name is Gamezio and I like having conversations about the Christian experience, whether they be deep or shallow. I just like to talk and that's what we're going to be doing on this podcast, just talking. It feels like the first time. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's not what this podcast is about. Side note, in my mind, (laughs) I am a musician, I have already made it, or as my fellow industry people and I would put it, I have already blown. So, (laughs) yeah, nobody can argue with me. I am good. Anyway, so I have been thinking a lot about some first times, moments, when I had to do something for the first time. And I realized that whenever I have to do something for the first time, my first reaction is fear. Fear of not being good enough, fear of rejection, and most of all, fear of failure. Those are some of the reactions or thoughts that I can actually pinpoint and say, This time, I was really afraid to try because I didn't think I was good enough or I didn't think I was deserving of that thing. Second thing is rejection. Oh my God. I felt at the time, these were like my life and death situations, you know, these were deep for me. But now when I look back, I laugh because they were shallow, but still at that time the gomezio of that age or that period thought okay this is so difficult there's so much fear here there's this feeling or i want to abandon this because i don't think i can make it i can pull through to the end and yeah um the first time i went to high school that is my first deep first time of doing something so i was in secondary school basic school i don't know (laughs) i confuse these a lot but anyway i was in basic school with friends you know you create bonds memories people that you have plans with you tell each other no we'll go to this high school together and at the time Me and my friends told each other, no, when we do well in grade nine, we're going to David Kaunda, a.k.a. DK. So, yeah, the exam came. We all passed. We did well. And then the letters come through to your school to say, okay, this person has been selected to go to this school. My friend's letter to go to DK came, and mine didn't. And it was like such a frustrating moment and i thought okay so my letter is not here what happens does that mean all our plans have failed we're not going to go to boarding school together and for me it's it was so frustrating because you've made these plans with people you have built your world around a certain circle and you don't see anything but that circle which came 
the fear and when my letter came through i was chosen to go to a boarding school all the way in dollar and i didn't know anyone from the copper belt <laughs> i have no idea of anyone who has ever gone to that school so that at least i don't start on my own at least i have someone who can look out for me or someone i can actually talk to and relate to so they had to be that choice to either go there or chase this route of going to David Kaunda so my mom god bless her she is going to be in a lot of these podcasts because she is actually my anchor in times of fear and failure my mom told me okay you know what you've been chosen here what if this is the path that god has for you what if this is like a new beginning and you're going to have new experiences go for it at the time i didn't see anything but i have not been chosen where i wanted to go and now i'm being pushed into this first time first time being in dollar first time being at a boarding school first time being at a school where i do not know anyone it was difficult i had to pray about it after praying about it i said you know what if this is where the lord is taking me let me go even though i went kicking and screaming <laughs> yes i went to ndola girls and i have to admit it was one of my best experiences the first day wasn't so good because you're new you have these three roommates that are from different backgrounds <clears throat> they're different people different expectations and yeah just thrown into this mix you have to coexist you have to live together you know you have to take care of each other because basically you become like sisters and i have to say i had a good time i got to meet people who are so so jovial so energetic people who you know enjoy life people who are intelligent people who are beautiful and some of them have actually come along with me from high school to university and others i still talk to we still find time to talk to each other still check up on each other pray for each other with some of them and yeah but the most memorable experience from my high school has to be the church fellowship there That was my first time being away from home being a teenager I was like 14 young believer I had to make the deliberate choice to say I'm going to church this Sunday maybe if there's something happening on Saturday that concerns church I was responsible for deciding whether I'm going to attend church whether I'm going to participate in church activities and that brought about a sense of responsibility and actually getting to know myself in the lord and i got into service there i became the treasurer for the the little uh, church that we had there and could organize church activities invite people to church and that was my first experience being a young believer and doing that because when you come from a big church it's it's so easy to just sit back and say okay the older people will do this the older people will be the ones to organize us and then you're thrown into a situation where 
you are expected to be the older person. That was that. My other first time was interning. That wasn't <laughs> such a pleasant first time for my 17-year-old self because <laughs> I did want to intern and I was so excited about it. But when the day actually came to go and intern, I was not so excited. Again, fear. What if I'm rejected? What if I'm not good enough? Um, what if I fail? When you're interning straight out of high school, you're going to a place where people have gone to university, they've studied for what their job is supposed to be, they've been working for a while so they've got job experience, and for you it's like a blank slate. Whatever you pick up from where you're going, that's the only thing that you know, and unless you're interested, you learn a few things here and there, you're supposed to ask for help. That's one other funny thing about interning, which I think is one of the best things. It teaches you to ask when you don't know. Usually we are told no, fake it until you make it. But when you're interning for a job that you have never done before, you really learn to be humble and just say, you know what, I've been assigned to do this. I don't know how to do it. Please help me. That's one of the positives that I carry from interning. But the first time I went, my first day was quite sad. So I walk in and I am the only female. And it was like that for a little while until someone else came. But every day when it was time to actually leave work, I felt this sigh of relief like, oh my gosh, at least... I made it today, <laughs> another day, and I've made it. Because I felt out of my depth there. I felt maybe people will see me for what I really am, which is someone who doesn't really know what she's doing. And for me, that was such a scary thing. You know, you're young. You want to, you want to give out the appearance or you want to give out a notion of saying, you know what you're doing or you're focused you have a plan for your future especially if you are someone who other people just assume okay she went to high school she got good grades she's interning now so she knows what she's she wants to do with her future she's such a focused young lady but in your mind you're like oh boy so <laughs> these people actually expect me to produce work they actually expect me to come in at eight and work up to 17 and produce something that they can actually hand out and say oh one of our interns did this and look at it it's amazing you know it's worth uh taking a second look at and it's worth implementing it was not easy for me in the first weeks or months until as i said just be humble ask when you don't know and just enjoy the moment don't take it so so seriously i'm not saying don't work hard but don't take it too seriously and you know let it stress you and to date i still talk to the people i worked with when i was interning and that internship internship was the main reason i actually said you know what i think i can do this civil engineering thing i can actually make a career out of it because I ended up liking it 
I like the fact that you don't always have to work in the office. You can you have to go out into the field. You know, you get to travel, you get to meet new people. And that's what I'm all about. I like new experiences. I like to travel. I like to meet new people. I like to learn from people. So it had everything I was looking for in what I wanted to study and what I wanted to do with my life. So it worked out well, even though I was afraid the first time. And my mother had to actually encourage me so much every day i get back i'm like you know what do i really have to go back can't we just call and say you know she's not feeling well or she has to be somewhere else and my mother would say no you started this you have to see it through just because you're afraid or just because your day didn't go as you had planned or expected and that is life you won't always have things go the way you want and you won't meet people that will treat you properly the first time they meet you or will respect you you have to earn that sometimes and that's how i had to go back every day for about a year and stick it out in the end i was having a good time and i forgot about all the wallowing i did in the beginning sometimes my mother reminds me anyway <laughs> which leads to my other first time university so side note shout out to all those who went to the university of zambia aka unza aka the beast <laughs> okay it's, it's a bit melodramatic but yo anyone who has been to unza and has graduated with a degree I don't care if it's a distinction, if it's a merit, if it's a credit. All I know is that you people are resilient. Unza is a beast. It's like the main objective of Unza is to obliterate you, you know, to destroy you, to humble you, and to actually change your dream for you. <laughs> At least... My experience at Unza has been this. And it reminds me of what the chair of the School of Engineering in my second year said during orientation. He was like, you know, there are two people at Unza. The first kind is the ones that choose their course and are actually studying what they want to study and what they told their families they are coming to Unza to study. The second type are the ones Unza has decided what you're going to study and has chosen for you what your career path is going to be. And he said, in this room, I know that is what is going on. And that made me laugh because <laughs> I was in second year and I really experienced it. I felt the career <laughs> that I had chosen almost slip out of my hands. Now, this is the first time experience that caused this deep feeling and distraught <laughs> when I failed a math test in first year. So we are all adults now. At least I feel like I have reached a certain level of adulting where I can talk about my failures in public and still laugh about them. At the time, 
<clears throat> it was not funny. So we write a math test. I think that was my first test, test one. And I utterly failed. When I mean utterly failed, there was no percentage that could actually be put on the script because I got like what, eight out of 60? Yes, I got, in fact, it's not like, I got eight out of 60. And in my mind, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I thought, you know, we're on the same page. We went to this internship. We had a good time there. Went through high school, passed very well, applied to the University of Zambia. Entry was so smooth. Applied to get a tuition loan. That went so smoothly. And I thought, you know, like it would be, you know, it would be smooth sailing from there. What is this? <laughs> How can I get 8%? And I remember, you know, oh, by the way, <laughs> group failure is good. Because it helps you to be encouraged and not very stressed. I'm not saying it's good to fail, but <laughs> group failure is good. It has helped a lot. <laughs> So me and my friends squad at the time, we get our papers, <clears throat> you know, we're in a class of about 150 to 200, we get our papers and all around, we failed the test. Why? We know it's our fault, but you know, that wasn't supposed to happen because you thought, okay, maybe I've done okay. The only thing I remember vividly is receiving the paper, seeing the 8 out of 60, hearing my friends say, guys, we've all failed. From there, the next collection I have is walking around the Goma Lakes, <laughs> you know, in school and thinking to myself, like, Lord, you brought me here. So, what is this? Why am I failing? How can I, even, even though, or even if I fail, how, how can I, like, actually fail like this? <laughs> it's not right, you know? Lord, do something. Maybe this is not for me. Hence came the fear to say, what if this math test is actually showing me that I'm not supposed to be doing engineering? Even if I had peace the first time I prayed about it and decided, okay, this is who I am at the moment and this is what I want to be and this is what I want to study for now. So that fear came about. As usual, went home, cried about it, told my mom why I, <laughs> I feel this might not be for me. Maybe I need to like look at other things. Maybe this is the moment Unza is just trying to, you know, break me. As usual, mom, because it doesn't work out, because it doesn't go the way you want it to go, that doesn't mean you stop or you give up. You have to push through. You have to see what you've started to the end. And my lecturer, <clears throat> actually a lecturer from the math department said you know in the school of engineering they don't accept people who get such grades and for me that was like a moment of oh my gosh this message it's for me maybe 
I should consider another career path. But God, <laughs> first year comes to an end. This girl clears mathematics like the superstar that she is. We thank the Lord, but what else do we do? Because, you know, sometimes you are petty. I go to the math department and I looked for the lecturer in the math department who said people with such grades usually don't make it to engineering. I went there, greeted him. He's like, oh, yeah, so you're in second year now. What are you studying? Oh, engineering, non-quota. Because <laughs> we're petty like that. I just had to do it. I wouldn't advise other people to do it. It's okay to move on without going back to register, you know. Tick the register with people who said you might not make it. But, yeah, that's what happened there. And at the time when I did fail, it felt like, okay, this is the end of me. When actually it was a beginning, another learning curve. You have to be humble. You have to ask when you don't know. You don't assume that your past glory will actually, you know, resonate or it will actually overflow into what you are doing right now. You know, that's the past. It's a new beginning, new experiences. You have to learn that in case you fail or miss the mark, you have to get back up very quickly. And that's the advice that I would actually give to anyone that is going to invest for the first time. You must understand that you might fail. And when you do that, you have to have the ability to get back up very quickly. Because time won't wait for you. As you are wallowing in that failure, things are happening. Uh, people are moving on. Your classes are continuing. There are more tests coming. There are more assignments coming. And you keep failing them because you feel like, Okay, I'm not good enough. Okay, this path has rejected me. Maybe I should do something else. So don't let that get to you, especially if you've prayed for it and you did receive that peace in choosing what you've prayed for. And finally, the first time I thought about starting a podcast. This idea has been with me since February before the whole COVID thing became so serious that I had to come back home from from school. The first idea was radio. There was an opportunity to actually uh, get a slot and host a show at the university. And my roommates and I were like, oh yeah, we should do it, we should do it. But it always ended there, we should do it. And we never actually got to do it. For me, I I knew in my mind like, the reason you're not following through or trying to push for this is because you're afraid. You're afraid that you might fail or you're afraid that you might be rejected. You're afraid that no one might listen to what you have to say. And I let that go. Hence, the idea for the podcast grew out of that because I knew I liked to talk to people. I knew I'd like, I like to share people's experiences and my own experiences and just... You know, relate with people based on that. Because that's who we are. We are people who like to socialize and look for common ground and actually become comfortable because of that. So I thought about the podcast and I said, oh yeah, I'll start it. 
I even downloaded some YouTube videos on you know how to start a podcast, um, how to make cover art for your podcast. Like, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And what is this? August? Yeah, this is when I've actually gotten around to starting. You know what? Just start. No one is perfect. You'll be afraid the first time. People might not receive it the way you think or the way you have imagined. And that is okay. It doesn't matter how people will take it. It doesn't matter if it reaches the standard you want it to reach. The main goal here is just to start. And that's how I just started. I don't know where this is going to take me. But I feel like I prayed about it. I have peace. And until I reach my goal with this, I will continue. And when I feel it has fulfilled its purpose, maybe I will stop. Or I might find another route to take. I might find another passion. The only lesson or the most important lesson I get from this is I have had moments where I'm so afraid to do something for the first time. I do it. And I do it with fear. After that, I get to find out that, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Or it is as bad as I thought. But because I am willing, because I want it so much and I've put my effort in it, it will work out. And if it doesn't work out, I'll know that, you know what, I tried. And really, it wasn't for me. And that's okay. The main point is I did try. I did go after it and if it's work, if it works out well and good and if it doesn't maybe it will actually open my mind to something new like the podcast did like the radio station did for the podcast like uh, going to high school in Ndola that was an opening for a church and assembly meetings and my and my commitment to them like the first time I failed in university, I became resilient, you know. I had the spirit of getting back up. Like it was when I didn't do so well the first time at an internship because I was so afraid that I might be rejected. And I got to see that sometimes you will be rejected by some people and it's okay. And other times you will be accepted and you will form relationships and you will get mentors that you still talk to up to date because I still talk to a lot of people I have worked with up to date and that's what was really important in all in these four moments in these four first times for me I got to learn out of them and I got to grow out of them which actually leads me to two bible passages that I carry a lot in my mind whenever I'm trying to do something for the first time. The first verse is from Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 and I'm reading from the NIV. It reads, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The second one is from Romans 8 verse 28. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord and have been called according to his purpose. These two verses have helped me a lot in 
moments of fear. They do not take away the fear completely, but they allow me to place those fears and to admit them to God and to leave them in his hands and say, whatever happens, I will stick to this. Why? Because I've been commanded to be strong and to be courageous and not to be afraid or discouraged. So I will go for this. And the second one is the fact that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and have been called according to his purpose. This good may, might not be my own idea of what should actually happen, but it doesn't matter how everything turns out. Because at the end of the day, my Bible says it will all work out for good. Why? Because I am one who loves the Lord. And I've been called according to his purpose. So we keep on keeping on. We keep moving. Even if we're afraid, we do it anyway. Even if we don't think we, it will work out. Even if we think we'll be rejected. Whatever happens, it will all work out. And it will be for good because you are one who loves the Lord and you have been called according to his purpose. Those were my thoughts and my moments.